troublesome things in my life and, and to, to, to really help me come to a greater understanding. And my prayer has been, Holy Spirit, teach me. I don't want to be presumptuous. David said, deliver me from the great transgression. So what could that great transgression be? I, I believe it could be to presume something about God that's not true. I believe it could be something that we have been taught through traditions and religion that really gives us a, a skewed picture of the Father, a Son and Holy Spirit, and how their desire is for, to, to bring us into this this great love that he has for us. And tonight I want to talk about how that I believe since the cross. Now, now what I'm going to share starts before the cross, but I believe it's the heart of the Father because Malachi 3.6, he said, I'm the Lord, I never change. That means his love never changes. There's nothing about God that needs to be improved. There's nothing about the Father's love that would diminish one degree. If it did, it wouldn't be perfect love because the Bible said, Paul said, perfect love cast out fear. I believe 2024 is going to be a time, and, and this is, I'm not a gloom, doom kind of preacher, but I'm telling you, we've seen some things in 2023 that I never expected. The war in Israel, uh, the attacks from the terrorists, we, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And, and what we see happening in the government today, and I'm not afraid to say it because there's this agenda being pushed that would really, you know, that's why I appreciate church so much is because we don't know how they're going to, I know when I was early in the ministry, I'd been four or five years in and, and Anish Bullock from Armenia come to our church. She was married to an evangelist, but she was raised in Armenia in the in the Soviet sector where that it was against the law for them to do church. It was against the, the communist rule of law for them to do church. So they would take, uh, they, they couldn't even own a Bible. Somebody asked Stalin one time, said, why, why don't you allow Bibles in the USSR? He said, because it so radically changes people, we can't control them. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, we know that God has shifted everything. And, and Anish Bullock told about how they would take pages from the Bible and go into the hills and worship and study and pray all day long. We've got it made in America. We really do. We've got it made right now. We don't know how long that's going to be. But, but we know who's in charge. We know that God ultimately will have the last say. And the enemy just, he has no new tricks. He's going to play right into the plan and the purpose of God. So with that, I want to share with you something that has just really stirred my spirit. In Numbers chapter 6, I'm going to start there in verse 22. And I want to, if you ever heard of the Aaronic blessing, A-A-R-O-N-N-I-C, it's Aaron's blessing. It's not really his blessing, but what he was instructed to do by the Father, by God. This is so important for you and I as we enter into a new year and a new season. And, um, you know, uh, we, we think about the the how heavy things can be, you know. It's really uh, amazing. But in spite of everything in this broken world, 
We are blessed people. We are blessed. Number six, this is the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons. These are the priests, the the Levitical priests. Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, on this in this way, you shall bless the children of Israel and say unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. I want you to know something about this blessing. This originated in the heart of the Father. This is not something that's just in the scripture for us to repeat, hoping it'll come to pass. It's not something that, that is just there to fill up space, but this originated in the heart of the Father. This was God's idea. This was his idea because he knows Jesus is coming. And, and uh, down th- through uh, in the New Testament, this is Old Covenant, but this is still the heart of the Father. From the Amplified Classic, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Say unto Aaron and his sons, This is the way you shall bless the Israelites. Now notice, this is God giving Aaron, Moses, instructions to tell Aaron and the priest, I want you to bless the people. Whoa. He said, Say to them. How many know it's in the words? Say to them. The Lord bless you and watch, guard, and keep you. We all are in this covering. The Lord bless you and watch, guard, and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon and enlighten you and be gracious, kind, merciful, and giving favor to you. The Lord lift up his approving countenance upon you and give you peace, tranquility of heart and life continually. And they shall put not my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. Wow. This is the heart of the Father. Now, when you read the, the Bible's field from Genesis to Revelation with the word blessing, comes from the word Barak, Barak, I don't like to say Barak, but... B-A-R-A-K, okay, forgive me. <laughs> they're, they're Barak, let's just say it that way. Um, it means to bless. It means to, to be in tranquility, to have peace. It means to be prosperous. And the heart of the Father, this is his intention for us tonight through the the sacrifice of Jesus. But I want to take you over to Genesis 12 just for a moment. Let's just look at what God said to Abraham before he was Abraham. He's in Haran. And the Lord said to Abram, go for yourself for your own advantage away from your country. Now, one translation, God is telling Abram, go and discover who you really are. He said, for your own advantage, 
away from your relatives, your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now there's a reason he's doing that is because this was a pagan society where they were idolaters. They worshiped idols. And, uh, and so God tells him, tells him, I want you to, I want you to leave what you're familiar with. And I want you to go to a land that I will show you. Now that takes faith to, to leave going Hebrews says in chapter 11, he went out not knowing where he's going. You know why? Because he so adored the Father. He so adored God that he believed what he said. It said, here's what he said, verse 2. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors in the Amplified, and make your name famous and distinguished, you'll be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Because of your blessing, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Now, he said, I'm going to make your name great. I want you to think about this. Remember the Tower of Babel? When, when they came together, to build the Tower of Babel, they said, let's build us a tower up to heaven and make a name for ourselves. See, if we look to man to promote us, God never will, right? You've heard me say it before. But if we look for God to promote us, man has no choice. Because the blessing, he said, I'm going to bless you. And you're going to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and who confer prosperity or happiness upon you and curse him who curses or, in, or uses insolent language toward you. And you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed. That's shouting ground for you and me right now. And by you, they will bless themselves. Wait a minute. Did you know you could bless yourself? Yeah, by coming to the understanding of who you really are and how the Father feels about you. In the, in the passion, that same passage, God says to Abram, leave it all behind. Go yourself from, le- it's from a word, lekleka. It's a, it's a very powerful Hebrew word. It's a play on words, actually. The implication is that Abram must undergo a traumatic departure from his native land. It's not easy to leave in what you're, you were, say, 75 years old. And, and this is all he's ever known. So it had to be quite traumatic for him in one sense. But he was actually traveling to find more of his authentic self. And that was going to be in walking with God. Maybe go and find yourself conveys a better meaning is what one translator says. So he says, leave your father's household. He was calling him from more than just his relatives. Sometimes, you know, when Jesus said, no man having left fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, houses, and lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not in this time receive fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, houses, and lands. He adds something there in the King James. He says, with persecutions. And in the world to come, eternal life. So what does it mean? 
God is moving Abram out from a specific deity worship that's connected to nations and clans and relatives. He don't want it in our life. But it's easy to, to get into the subtle moves of the adversary and be distracted from things that look innocent and, and that would draw us away. Now, he, he goes on to say in the Passion, follow me and I'll make you into a great nation. That This would be a miracle because Sarah's barren. Remember, his wife is... She's barren. And this would have stretched Abraham's faith, yet he believed. You know why? Because he did exactly what the father instructed him to do. And and so God gave creative ability to Abram. And uh, this this would amazingly affect the nations of the earth and especially Israel. But he goes on to say, I will exceedingly bless and prosper you and will make you famous. That word is so important because uh, this was intended to be the gift of God when he said, I will bless you. That's in the heart of the Father. But see, he's no respect of persons. You understand that the blessing he's, uh, uh, that he's pronouncing, this is so powerful because it's coming from the Father. The same blessing from number 6, 23, where he said, he said, The Lord bless you, keep you, guard you. Let favor come to you, gracious, be gracious to you. That grace that gives us the the ability to do what we can never do by ourselves. That's what grace is. Grace is God's ability to infuse us with the ability to do what we could never do, to be what we could never be, to have what we could never have through our own strength. Now, He says, I'm going to bless all who bless you and curse all who curse you. Now, remember a little later on, there's a a story in Numbers uh, chapter 23. Balak has been hired to come. uh, Balak has hired Balaam to come and to curse Israel. And he brings him and you know, over and over, Balaam can only speak blessings. He, can't, he tries to curse them, but he can't. Here's what Balaam said. This is how important it is to know that you are blessed, that we are blessed. He said to Balak, while Balak's fuming, God is not a man. Verse 19, 20, Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should tell or act a lie. Neither the son of man that he should feel repentance or compunction for what he has promised. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Verse 20. You see, I've received his command to bless Israel. Now this is Balaam. This is, this is a, a man who is uh, uh, into uh, sorcery. But he said, I've received instruction from God to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. Come on, you understand the blessing that we have right now. No, you, the, the only way that, that I can put it is the blessing is, has been commanded on us by the Father. It was the Father's idea to bless us. So he says, God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, 
for he is forgiven. Neither has he seen mischief or perverseness in Israel for the same reason. The Lord God, their God, is with Israel, and the shout of a king is among them. Whoa. The shout of a king is among them. Come on, you know what happens when the enemy hears that shout come from you? It's not just me shouting. It's not just you. It's the shout of a king. That means... You're, you're kind of like in, in the, 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 the God's divine dome of protection and covering that the enemy is on a short leash. He can threaten. He can attempt. He has no authority, right? Jesus took his authority. The only ability he has is what we allow. And we live in this broken world. And, and Jesus even calls him the God of this world, the little g. The God of this world. But, but how many know John says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So the blessing is greater. And, and so Balak says, I can't curse what God has blessed. He goes on to, to talk about, uh, he says, verse 25, Balak, the king that hired him said, don't curse him or, or bless him at all. Well, it didn't matter whether he blessed them or tried to curse them because they're already blessed. He can't change it. Do you understand that, that we're on this side of the cross? And now from the heart of the Father, and I want to show you, you and I are blessed. Think about David. David was under this covenant. He had a Davidic covenant, but he's, he's also under the Abrahamic covenant. The same covenant that God announced to Abram came down through the seed all the way to David. And David is facing Goliath. And he said to Goliath, you come to me with a spear and a sword. You come into the strength of the natural realm. But I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Remember, number six, God said, I'm going to put my name on them. Whoa. In that, in that particular time, the name of someone told Everything about the character, everything about who they are, it told everything. So God said, I'm going to put my name on you. It tells everything about our king, our God. Now, when you look at 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah Judah means praise. That's when the kingdom was divided. And there was the northern kingdom and the kingdom of Judah. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. That's the tribe that Jesus came from, by the way. The tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. And, and so Jehoshaphat had just escaped by the skin of his teeth because he had, had partnered with uh, the Philistines and he almost lost his life because he was hanging around the wrong people and the, the enemy mistook him for one the, the king had tricked him and I won't go into all the details but he learned his lesson and by chapter 20 that's in chapter 19 and by chapter 20 Jehoshaphat receives word that they're surrounded by they're outnumbered by uh, the, the, the pagan countries 
There's, they're just outnumbered. So Jehoshaphat calls all the people of Judah, even the, the women, the children, the soldiers, everybody, to fast and pray and, and to set themselves to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat prayers go, it goes like this. Lord, we have no might against this great company. We're outnumbered. Neither do we know what to do. Come on, have you ever been in a place where you just, I've been there more than once, just didn't know what to do. And Jehoshaphat made a statement that I believe is so rich with wisdom because he said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That means they know where, Jehoshaphat knows where the answer is. He knows where the victory is. He knows where the promise is. He knows where the blessing is. And the Bible said as they set themselves and they prayed and that Jehaziel could have been a priest, could have been a prophet. I don't know. The Spirit of the Lord come on him and he began to prophesy. This is what the Lord said. You don't need to fight in this battle because the battle's not yours. I can't tell you how many times I've been involved in, in, in struggles, personal con- conflict that didn't belong to me. I, I couldn't fix it. I can't tell you how many times. And, and even this past week, I can tell you that, that we get into those. It's okay. It may be the Lord. Ignore it. She's going to, it's, it's okay. We're all family. So, so this week has been, you know, the blessing is not, it's not conditional upon the way things are going in our lives. The blessing is not pivotal or swayed or influenced by what happens to us. Because he's not a man that he should lie or withhold what he's promised. So Jehoshaphat receives the word from Jehaziel and he said, when you go out in the morning, put the worship in front of the army. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship his name. And they did that. They rose up in the morning. They went out. They began to worship the Lord. And the the Bible said God set ambushments against all of the enemy. And they began to kill each other because there was confusion. There was so much confusion. And, And the Bible said that Jehoshaphat looked and the people looked in the valley and it was full of dead bodies. The enemy. Had cons- God had actually brought such confusion to the enemy that he took himself out. <laughs> you know why? Because that's the way the blessing works. And the Bible said it took them three days in that valley to gather up the spoils, the wealth. Three days to gather up the wealth that was left to them. 
The blessing. Come on, you, you understand that's the blessing. So here's what Jehoshaphat and the people named that valley. It's the valley of Barakah. That word Barakah means blessing. The valley of blessing. Wow. I don't care how low life may bring you. The blessing's still on you. I don't care what kind of pressures. I'm telling you, I know what it's like to be distracted and have so much going on that it's hard to even think about the blessing. Tell you, just be, I just want to be transparent with you. And uh, I know my wife will be okay with this. If she's not, then she'll, it's okay. <laughs> I know she will be. Um, with eight people in the house, my granddaughter called us. Her brother came up from Naples with the wife and three children. We, we only see them once or twice a year sometimes. And so Kyla called us and said, Nana, the, the bathroom has overflowed and it's still running into the carpet. We, we have one full bath and a half bath downstairs and the half bath was completely clogged and I got there and they had towels. They were, I mean, it was standing water. And my daughter had already told me, said, these, these toilets aren't acting right. <laughs> They're kind of slow. And I thought, well, maybe I can plunge it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I got there, that thing was, but, but I did, I put some muscle into it and it just went down. But I knew it was, it was absolutely necessary. So the next morning at 8 o'clock, my wife said, you got to call so-and-so, this man we know. He's a character, but he's also granddad to the, our neighbor's precious young couple. And so I called him up, and he said, well, you got one, two, three, four, five ahead of you. And we're talking about pumping five ahead of us. He said, just hang tight. Help is on the way. In the meantime, come on, you, you've seen that, that old show that sometimes they would say, in the meantime, I'm going downstairs and I'm, I'm taking towel, putting them in a five-gallon bucket because they're so soggy. And one of the little girls that's there, she said, I'm not touching it. She said, that's nasty. <laughs> Come on, but somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> so, so you just go on and do it. And it's not my first rodeo. I've done it before. But when I took it all out, um, after I plunged it and I felt really successful, and, but I knew there, there was a great need. And sure enough, three o'clock in the afternoon, Help showed up and everything's good now. So maybe for two or three years or longer. So uh, <clears throat> we kind of gave them a guideline about what to put in the commode, right? <laughs> so um, I want you to know that sometimes life can throw you a curve. But you understand something. In all of that, I was standing talking to the owner of the business and He's a delight. He's a character. 
He said, you know, everybody's having problems. Everybody's got something. And I thought, yeah, I said, they may do it. But I said, I've got something and I'm blessed with it. And, and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't go a long way with me because I'm just standing there laughing and talking and I'm not shaking. And because you have to understand that that didn't, that didn't change the blessing. It doesn't matter if the commode overflow or wet the carpet or what happened. I'm still blessed. We are still blessed. It's amazing. Now, I want to, I want to show you something else that's important. Galatians 3. Verse 13, you, you do understand that the blessing in numbers is the intent of the Father. It's his idea. It originated in the heart of the Father. That's what he wants for you and me. The Lord bless you. He said, I want you to, God told Moses, tell them, I, this is what I want them to say to the people. The Lord, Yahweh, bless you. And the Lord keep you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord cause his face to shine. You understand the face is like the name of God. It's like the, 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 everything about the character and the nature of God is in the face. The Lord lift up his countenance over you. And the Lord give you peace. They're just repeating what he said. They're repeating what the Father said. So I, I'm, just, I'm just in a place where I said, Lord... Show me how to walk in that. Show me how to live there. No matter what's going on, let me walk in the place that you desire for me to be in peace. Do you know Jesus was the most gracious man who ever walked this people planet? He was full of grace. Full of grace and truth. Now Galatians 13, uh, 3 verse 13, the Passion Translation. Yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who's hung upon a tree is cursed. That's in Leviticus. Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives. So that in him, all the blessings of Abraham, Genesis 12, all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon Gentiles is what it says, but it's us. And now through faith, we receive the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. Now let's go over to one more place. I'm almost done. Genesis 24, verse 1, the Amplified. I'm going to read it from there. Uh, 
just one verse. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Now I want you to think about this. When Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees, Haran, there was a famine that hit the land and they had to go to Egypt and Abraham was worried because his wife, Sarah, was a beautiful woman. And he told her, he said, we're going down to Egypt. And he said, I'm afraid that they're going to see you and they'll kill me and they'll take you. Tell them you're my sister. We'll tell them you're my sister. Wait a minute. Didn't God say he would bless those that blessed him and curse those that cursed him? Well, even with Abraham's anxiety, because after all, he, he's got the, he, he's developing into this father of faith, even though God has picked him and he's already blessed him. So what happens is when he tells the, Pharaoh, the, the king that's his sister, he takes her in to the palace. But nothing happens, and that night he has a dream. And the Lord told him, if you, make sure you don't lay a hand on her, because you'll pay the price if you do. And it was so convincing to him, he woke up and called, called Abraham in and said, why did you lie to me? You, like, you almost got us all killed. <laughs> Why'd you tell me she's your sister? She, that's your wife. But you know, in the meantime, here's what happened. He blessed them on their way out. The king of this pagan country, Egypt, of this at the time, he blesses them and gives them stuff. But the blessing is on him. Now, if we're blessed with faithful Abraham because of what Jesus did on the cross, the blessing is on us. I want you to remember that. In 2024, and the remainder of 2020, there's a few days left in 2023. And I'm telling you, there's favor. You don't have to pray for favor. You don't have to ask God to give you favor. He's already done that. You are already blessed and highly favored because the Father delights in you. Now, it's not based on performance. It's based on identity. You understand God called Abram. He hadn't done anything. He just called him. Follow me. And he blessed him right off the bat. From the get-go, he blessed Abram. And he became Abraham. And he blessed him in everything. Now, let me give you another passage. One more passage. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, now that means to be, that don't mean that we're not in the world or around them. It means that we're not participating. We have a different nature. Blessed are those who sit not in the seat of the scornful. 
but it says they meditate in his word day and night. They will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Its fruit shall come forth in its season and its leaf shall never wither. Blessed. It starts out with blessed. Happy, fortunate, and to be envied. It'll be like a tree. It'll never fade or wither. Everything you do will prosper. Sounds a lot like Abraham, right? Okay, let's do 3 John 2. John told Gaius, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Wow. There's a blessing. The blessing of we are blessed. Those that are faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So I want you to begin to embrace the fact that you have favor and that you're blessed. I know that life can really, really pull you through the knothole. I know that there's a lot of challenges. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm amazed at how quickly time passes. We're already on the brink of 2024. And I think there's going to be challenges in 2024. I'm not so in this fog that I don't believe that 2024 is not going to be a time that our faith will be tested. Faith that's not tested is really not faith at all. I'm not a gloom doom preacher, but I can tell you that we're blessed. Regardless of what comes in 2024, we are blessed. And he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I want you to stand with me. Joseph, remember Joseph? Over and over, Joseph's in the pit. His brothers sold him into slavery. He's in Potiphar's house. He goes to prison. But every time, the, every time he was in one, the pit, Potiphar's house in prison, the Bible said the Lord was with him. He was with him. So what is marvelous to me is the fact that the pit, Potiphar's house, nor the prison couldn't hinder the blessing that was on Joseph because Joseph wound up in the palace. <laughs> and I believe that's where you and I are headed. And if really, in, in all actuality, the reality is Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. We have joint seating with him. It's what Paul said, so we're already in the palace. Come on, somebody. We're already sitting at the king's table. He prepares a table before us in the presence of my enemies. So, oh, my man, I have to put this coffee down in a minute. <laughs> so I love you dearly. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I believe that 2024 is going to be a time for God to really, really pour himself into us in a greater measure so that we are without a doubt we become a witness and an example 
like Jesus said in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So I want to bless you in Jesus' name because he already has. And so if Balaam can bless the children of Israel, come on, we can bless too, right? We're qualified to, to actuate and activate that blessing. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for sustaining us. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us and you've kept us. Lord, we thank you that you have been gracious to us. You've made your face to shine upon us. And you've given us peace. So Lord, we thank you that as we approach 2024 on this last Wednesday night of the year, that God, we're, we're firmly holding on to the truth that you have blessed us. That you, Lord, have caused your face to shine upon us. That you have given us grace. That Lord, you have guarded us and, and protected us and kept us. And you will continue to do that. And Lord, we thank you for the peace that we have in Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, lead us on and help us, Father, to be prospered in everything we put our hands to do, all for your glory, for your namesake. Lord, that we may magnify you in every way and bless mankind through the blessing that you've announced upon us. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget, if you can help.